Well, I guess we can introduce old Curdy. Sure. You know what to be called, Curdy. <laughs> My mom calls me Curdy. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're maternal figures to you, so yeah. we'll call you Curdy. Yeah, I met you three weeks ago. You're pretty much the same as my family. Yeah. You asked us to breastfeed and we're like, no, sorry, man. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, this is an internship. Soon. I'm so sorry. Maybe in a few years. <laughs> yeah. um, so welcome to the PJ Party podcast. Welcome to the zone. Yeah. Um, you're an intern. I'm a little intern. You're yeah. just a little intern. Um, so you, what school are you going to? Why'd you get into radio? Give us your, your spiel. I uh, went to Nate. Nate. That's in Edmonton, Alberta, and they have a radio program. One of my teachers used to work here. His name's Dave Sawchuck. Good guy. Great guy. Hey, okay, so did you grow up in Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. Good place to grow up? Pretty good, yeah. We have, like, Edmonton as a whole is not my jam, but the, like, White Ave area is, like, the artsy, right. like, left-leaning. Oh, yeah. Lots of bars on White Ave. Uh-huh. It's, like, lots of venues. Okay, so I drove through Edmonton this summer, and I just went to the mall. That's what I just thought of to do. And I, as I was doing it, as I was punching it into the GPS, as I was following the directions, as I was driving through the town, as I was parking my car, as I was walking <laughs> into the big, do you know what the big thing is called? That's got like a, it's like a big arcade. Oh, Galaxyland. Sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like this is not cool. I'm not a cool person. Every uh-huh. step of the way, I was like, there are cool things to do in this town. I know it's a cool town, and I am going to the mall to look at the Apple Store, and the Apple Store is not even that good there, and I'm not going to go in the water park, which looks sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, but there's cockroaches. What? In the water park? Yeah, there's cockroaches nowhere else in Alberta except for at the water park. What are they doing about that? An infestation? That? They're doing nothing. They can't find them. They're being beaten by these cockroaches. What? No way. In the water? No, they like hide behind things, but I've seen a couple for sure. It's terrifying. Yeah, is there like some sort of remedy? Because I know like spiders, you get like a chestnut or something and you put those out. Like anything and other cockroach traps that you can get. Those things are hard to kill, aren't they? Nobody in Alberta knows how to deal with them. Right. Because like Alberta is famously... No rats. No yeah. rats. Right? Wild. I still haven't seen a rat here. But they had rats at one point, didn't they? They did, but there's literally like a rat patrol that goes up and down the border of Saskatchewan and BC and like murders rats. So they they know how to lay down the hammer. They need to do that yeah. with the cockroaches. Yeah, we need a cockroach patrol yeah. in West Ed. Wow. I don't know what I would like seeing less while I'm in the, the wave pool is the cockroach. <laughs> do they swim? Or like a the, the cockroach patrol coming through and stomping on them with their boots. Well, like maybe that's just, a nighttime thing. I mean, you're you're in the pool. You don't have shoes on. Yeah. You're not going to step on a cockroach. No. So like they should just hand out hammers. Then you can literally <laughs> lay the hammer down. And if you see a cockroach, you bash yeah. it. Is it bad? Is it like, would you avoid going to the water park? No, because it's not of the cockroach? that bad. It's like. You'll see a couple, but they'll scamper <laughs> away from you. It's too many. A couple like is too many. many. I've never seen one in my life, and I never want to see one ever. Oh, uh, that's. I'm so glad you brought this to our attention. Okay. But okay, but no. My original question was, if I'm driving through Edmonton one afternoon, what should I have done? A quick stop. I think I was at the mall for like a couple of hours. I think I actually ate from the food court. How horrible! What <laughs> should I have I done instead of the mall? 
Uh, yeah, the mall sucks. It's like a regular mall, but it's just like 10 of them smushed into one. Yeah. And, uh... Like, Jen, you know Metrotown? Oh, yeah. Metrotown's a better <sighs> mall... Oh. Then West Edmonton Mall. Well, you got pirate ship in the middle of it. Big deal. <laughs> right? Like, I was so disappointed with this mall. It sucked. Yeah. The West Edmonton Mall reminds me of Vegas. And, like, I am not attracted to either things. Like, I never right. want to spend money and go to do either of those things. Yeah. It's just not for me. But for people who like those, like, flashy, wild things that are just made from capitalism, really, um, mm. that then it's great for them. But it's not even that flashy. Okay, wait. Uh, I have a side question. <laughs> Can you go in the water park at night? Is there like a night water park? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's really expensive too is the other thing. So really? like I would go for like friends' birthday parties, mm. but I would never wake up one day and be like, I'm going to the mall so I can go to the cockroachy water park. <laughs> no, no, no. If yeah. you're if you're in Edmonton for like one day, I would just like eat all the food while I was there. Okay. They're like food scene is super good. Uh, and then there's th- like... Drop some names. What's the place to go for, like, food? Uh, Pharaoh Sandwiches and Coffee. Best place to get sandwiches and coffee. Similar-ish vibe Uh, to, like, Hey Happy, but uh, just, like, a little punk rock, like, hole in the wall. I'm dying for this. Okay. So so not the Chinese food place in the mall. (laughs) No. Because that's what I had. Not one of their five food courts. Uh, (laughs) There's five? There's probably more than five. Oh, God. Okay, so you said a punk rock hole in the wall because you are really into like the punk rock scene in Edmonton, right? You were in a band yourself. Yeah, I played in a band called Snake Legs. They don't have legs. That's, That's a good the name. joke. Oh, That's the so great band name. That's so punk rock. That's such a good name. That's great. Is it just ba- has that band is it over? We're done. Yeah, one of our guys kind of kind of frigged off on us. Someone's got to take that name. You can't mm. just let that name hang. I think that there's like a dad cover band in like Texas who also goes by Snake Legs. Sounds right. Wow, that yeah. sounds great. Maybe one of them will be willing to join your new band. That would be nice. Uh, um, did you play a lot of shows? Were you like very active? Yeah, we we toured out here a few times. Uh, we toured like Western Canada a few times, but last time I was here for a show, we played at the Cambia Squimalt. And Mm. they postered all over town, but they posted with the wrong day. Oh, no. So we played to, like, three old dudes in ACDC shirts. Uh. And the one guy kept yelling at me literally to play ACDC. And I started to play the intro to Hell's Bells, and he yelled at me again to play (laughs) ACDC. And then I walked off the stage. Was that the mix-up? Was there supposed to be an ACDC cover band there? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe they flipped us with, like, BCDC. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about is because this is your second career is going into radio. So what was your career before this, and why did you decide to go into radio? Uh, I was an electrician for four years straight out of high school, and during that time I worked on uh, – I was lead hand on a project for CKUA, which is a community radio station there. But I was building their new station – and I got to meet everybody there. Uh, one day I was like out for a smoke break, break and uh, Frank Turner came in and he oh. was like, he just let me come and chill with him for his entire session that he did there. And I was like, this is cool. I feel like I want to do this. Oh. And then it took me like seven years to figure it out. <laughs> right. To actually jump into it. Were you afraid to make that change? Because that's huge. Yeah, I was. I was like one of the older people in my class. Everybody else was quite younger than me and I felt weird going back to school 
older, but I'm still in my, like, I'm in my late 20s, so mm. it wasn't that bad. Like, You know what's interesting about that is that everyone who's younger feels like they're so young. Yeah. And mm. I remember because I was in BCIT when I was 18, and I, yeah, I couldn't drink yet, and I was, you know, using my sister's oh my. ID to get into the pub and everything, and everyone was like, you know, later 20s was like the main amount of people and I was like oh they're so much better they have more wisdom they have more life experience no one's gonna listen to me I'm too young to be on the radio so there's that too so everyone's kind of feeling the same way yeah, that their age totally. doesn't really like match up with what they should be doing at that moment yeah. or in their mind what they should be doing yeah I mean I'm glad I waited because I tried a few things and I figured it out eventually what I wanted to do and now I'm here and it's great that's so great that's really. Good. Do you ever get zapped when you're an electrician? Do you ever have any oh, good yeah. shock stories? Oh, really? so many times. I'm like not even afraid of it. I still do side work. If you ever want electrical work done, hit oh me my, up. I do actually. Yeah, I probably can pick up a few things. Did Did you ever get knocked unconscious? No, I did get stuck to something once though. If you get <gasps> hit with If you get hit with like 347 volt, then it like locks up your muscles, and you can't let go. So I was on the top of a 10 foot ladder <gasps> holding onto this thing like getting fully zapped and then my buddy had to like kick the ladder out from under me when he realized what was happening so not only did i have like an electrical burn all on my arm which burns you from the inside out yeah, yeah so yeah, i had like a black arm Ouch. and i fell 10 feet and like bruised my whole body and then i couldn't work for a couple of weeks so how similar is it then in movies when you see people get electrocuted and like I'm guessing it's when it's like played and hammed up for comedy and they're just like like that's unrealistic but have you seen movies like can you think of any where you're like that guy okay I did his research that guy went out and stuck his fork in a socket and knows what it looks like to be electrocuted I feel like the only movie that I've seen where somebody gets like electrocuted that I can remember mm-hmm. is I just watched the green mile for the first time. Oh my God. Is that like an electric chair? It's like an electric chair. Yeah. It's like intense. So that is far from what I had to, <laughs> done to me. It's not at all the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so does it, is it like that though? Do you kind of, does it, cause that's that classic noise, right? It's like, get, 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 get. like, does he do, do that? If you like, no, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe I was having like an out of body experience when I was getting like, Hit with electricity. Yeah. Maybe I made a noise. I couldn't tell you though. But if I did, it would have just been like, ah, and that would have been it. <laughs> oh, so your whole body just like tenses up, or like how does that work? Yeah, that time. Yeah, so it locks your muscles up, like it oh. fries your like nervous system, so you can't like let go of it. Huh. But if you get hit with something like less than three forty seven volt, unless it goes across your heart, it's like it just hurts you a little bit. Right. It's like the. If somebody has like one of those like little buzzer things on their palm, yeah. they go in for the gag handshake and <laughs> you get zapped a little bit. Uh-huh. That's kind of what it's like. Do you ever use those um, muscle, this is totally unrelated, but kind of related because this is what it reminds me of, those muscle things that you like attach to your body and it like oh, tenses yeah. up your muscle. Like I don't Dr. Think it's, Hose or it's whatever. It's like electro, I don't know what it, it is, but okay. like your whole body just like flinches up and if what? you get it in like a, like a really tense area, your muscles will just like spasm. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's like that, but to like the nth degree. I don't think I've ever heard of that no? or seen that. Oh, no. you can buy it on Amazon okay. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like you like attach it to your body and you like electrocute yourself and yeah. it's great. It's great for the muscles. Is it great for the muscles? Uh, it's supposed to stimulate your muscles. Yeah. Like yeah. Send, sends a pulse through them or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like a good like pulse? The, yeah. It's yeah, like it's working out without working out. Like contraction. Oh. Muscle. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the promise, right? That's the dream. Yeah. Working out without working out. <laughs> but is there a way to do it without getting electrocuted? Is it really? I the don't dream. think it. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. not electric. Yeah, you, I don't think you're getting electrocuted when you do it. It's safe. That's what Amazon said, at least. Okay, so <laughs> now that you're in radio, you're doing your internship. What What's your goal out of it? And it was kind of hard to think about when you're, you know, just getting into it. But I mean, I'm like just about a month in now. And I've gotten to do like a little bit of everything. If uh, at the end of the four months I can stay in Victoria, that would be super ideal. You don't want to go back to Edmonton to the cockroach water park? (laughs) I can always go back to Edmonton and visit. And every time I go now, I'll just go to the West Edmonton Mall and take pictures for you, Paul. I'll find a picture of of the cockroach skittering around. That'd be really nice. I'll try to trap one and bring it back here so that you guys can see it for yourselves. Fine. Well, (laughs) just the picture's fine. Well, (laughs) great getting to know you a little bit. Thank you for being a part of this and killing some time on this podcast with us. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. A little bit of a shorter pod than the rest of this this week because it was a word week and you're off to a bachelorette party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you excited oh, about yeah. it? Is I'm it, a little scared. Is it going to be classic penis straw, penis-shaped okay. everything? So I feel so bad. My sister has been trying to get married for years. She's been with her partner for nine years. They've been engaged oh for like gosh. four or something like that. Oh and then the, when she finally starts planning the wedding, the COVID hits, oh, and it just keeps on getting pushed and pushed and pushed. So I'm like, I'm in charge of planning the bachelorette party and I want it to be amazing and weird and exciting for her but mm-hmm. then it just keeps on getting pushed and I'm like I don't know what to do so her friends at work all these guys that she works with she's in real estate and they're like surprising her with this huge bachelorette party in Vancouver and she was like prepared to get fucked and I was like <laughs> oh no That's like nice. they are going to just like splurge Great. and treat her yeah. and I'm hoping me too because I'm broke so <laughs> yeah it should be fun um, I'm a little nervous about it because that like hangover has been hitting me hard lately. Do you have like a costume? I don't know. My mom says that she has a bag of fascinators, like those mini hats. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she was like, this was for the bridal shower, but like you should bring them for the guys. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Absolutely yeah. you should. Yeah. 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 So and feather boas if that exists. And well, I bought her a whistle that's in the shape of a penis just for good Oh, measure. good. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll hear more about that next week, I'm sure. But now please enjoy the rest of this pod. And thank you so much. There's this new bag policy with the NHL. You're not allowed to bring purses or bags into the arena because they want to limit the points of contact. Oh, I don't think this is a big deal at all. Look, I'm just going to look through my backpack right now. There's nothing I would need to watch an NHL game. Right. All I got in here is a charger, cigar cutter, bottle opener, spare keys. You got some pens, a Sharpie, sunscreen, deck of cards. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, what? I Floss. <laughs> There's nothing in here that I would need to watch a hockey game. This is no big deal. I'm sure it's the same for for you, right? I mean, except for these tampons that I need, but... Uh, oh, right. Oh, you just put them in your pocket, though, right? Well, you see, Paul, women's clothes don't actually have functional pockets, so... Oh. I guess I'll be rocking a tampon necklace tonight. Oh, that explains what that is. <laughs> it looks great. Thank you. I caught this um, where I get most of my news from a meme page. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to the meme page, Keep Victoria Boring on Instagram. Yeah, it's good always job. very funny. Mm-hmm. I saw this headline from there. It said, Local oak trees are producing an abundance of acorns this year, and that has some residents feeling a little nutty. And then their <laughs> caption was, Thoughts and prayers to the affected. And I laughed and laughed. And I thought, That's very funny, but clearly that's a fake. They made that up. Um, to make fun of us for being so cute about 
acorns, but... You would think so, because I saw that too, and I didn't read into it, and then I get into the water cooler area today at work, and uh, our sales manager, Trevor, oh, the nicest person ever. Love Trevor. I guess Trevor was doing some yard work this weekend, and he was like, well, I spent the entire weekend just shoveling acorns. I had to get, like, a snow shovel out to get rid of all these acorns. They're everywhere. They're nonstop falling from the trees. There's more than ever before. Yeah, sure enough, this silly meme thing was actually a screen grab from a legitimate news source. (laughs) Yeah, so it turns out after he did a little bit of research about it too, his neighbor was telling him that they go through these cycles that like once every few years, they Uh just blast out these seeds. And that's what we're seeing this year, which means that the oak trees, they're extra healthy, but they're dropping a lot more and people Uh are furious about the sound of them dropping on cars Uh and roofs, right? And then also just having to shovel them away with snow <laughs> well, so clearly that does has some residents going a little nuts. Mm-hmm. How good and okay, but I also feel like if I find an acorn on the ground, I'm like, wow, lucky day. Well, I live under those trees. What are those big things? Chestnuts. Chestnuts. Yeah. With the spikes on them. I've been living under that for years. Oh, those yeah. things come down. Ooh. Whack! You get one of those in the back of the head. Forget about it. You've been wishing you were nutty from acorns. <laughs> Eminem opening up a new spaghetti store in Detroit, which makes perfect sense. Cashing in on that classic line about Mom's Spaghetti right. from Lose Yourself. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's Spaghetti. Get your sweaters ready, Detroit. Mom's Spaghetti is coming to 2131 Woodward Avenue. Mom's Spaghetti. It's all ready. ready, ready so he's going to open a spaghetti place. Now, everyone's all, oh, that's cool, Eminem, whatever. I've been talking about this for a long time. Oh, what? You can't get... Oh. It's, like, tough to get... Spaghetti is fast food. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think from what I know about this M&M place, they're talking about road spaghetti. <laughs> Just pocket spaghetti. <laughs> right? Just bring your sweater with big pockets and fill it with spaghetti spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. 7-Eleven, bring your own cup day. Just yeah. like, yeah, bring whatever. We'll fill it full of spaghetti. A shirt, pants, we don't care. Um, so I would love for there to be more like drive through spaghetti places. Wouldn't you love yeah. to have just like a, like a big cup of spaghetti? Yeah. I mean, I hope that people text in right now telling us that that exists here in Victoria. I mean, yeah. it's probably not called mom's spaghetti cause you'd get sued, but yeah. There's like, nice. there's street pizza places. You can go get, you know, a buck of slice. That's great too. Right. But I want spaghetti. Now. We're getting close to that, Paul. I kind think of, right? Yeah. There's vending machines now that have pizza, pizza vending machines. Yeah, the island's first pizza vending machine opened uh, on a college can- campus here in town, the Camosun College in Sandwich. Wow. 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 The only <laughs> problem is that apparently it's so popular it's always sold out. Or have they just never stocked it? I don't know. Or, okay, you know how when you use a vending machine and something always gets stuck? Uh-huh. Imagine your pizza getting stuck and how disappointing that would be. That'd be a bummer. And just like folding in half and falling into your hands. Now... <laughs> It's a good visual. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Now, the one thing, though, I'm looking at a picture of this uh, pizza machine, the pizza mm-hmm. vending machine. Cute idea, especially for college campus. Uh, number one, whatever happened to Pizza Pops? Oh. Right? Yeah, pizza to go. There ba- you go. Back when I was in college, just got a pizza <laughs> pop back in my day. But I'm, I'm for this. I'm for the mm-hmm. pizza vending machine. Except for that, there is on the side of the vending machine, it says artisan pizza. 
Hmm. Ready in less than three minutes. Ah, yes. Robots. <laughs> yeah. The most artisan version of pizza. <laughs> that's right. This is not, I'm not trying to be a snob about this. Uh, I think that's cool that there's a vending machine that spits out pizza for you. But do you get to call it artisan? What makes it artisan? <laughs> it's made by a vending machine. Is there a person inside? A local farmer inside? Uh, right. Who studied abroad in Naples or something and has come to live in a vending machine? <laughs> that's artisan. Dave Batista is yeah. in the news right now just being an absolute hero. He adopted this um, adorable little pit bull pup. But uh, what happened was this poor dog was like just terribly abused and he yeah. decided to adopt it. And right now he is offering $5,000 in cash yes. to anyone who finds who did this to this dog. Yeah. So it's like threatening the public about this. <laughs> it's, ah! it's pretty amazing that he's doing that that he's put you know that he adopted the dog yeah, is so wonderful sweet. and he's upset like yeah i think that there's a lot of us out here who just get upset when we hear about a dog being abused like that yeah. we think like who could possibly do this but for dave bautista <laughs> widely regarded as like one of the toughest at least looking guys in all of hollywood right now yeah from wwe right came That's from where, the yeah. wwe he's you know from guardians of the galaxy right. and he was in a james <laughs> bond movie just as a tough tough person to be like who did this yeah this person <laughs> is after you this person of all people oh my gosh now of course dave just wants you know them to be held responsible for their crime mm-hmm. that's a crime to abuse a dog in mm-hmm. that way but the fact that it's toughest looking person on earth almost coming after you about this yeah i hope that lets people think twice about ever being mean to a doggy yes and uh we're just going to segue this into the bcsvca we want to talk about this all day because right now they are offering 50 percent off adoption fees because right now the shelters are pretty much at capacity so they are really in need of forever homes right now so if you're considering getting a cat or a dog or a rabbit even Consider it soon. Yeah, be like Dave Bautista in that yeah. one. Today is National Coffee Day, and to celebrate, we're going through what your coffee says about you and your driving habits. One in one, you're a comfort seeker, a people pleaser. You'll stop at a four-way stop, and even though it's your turn to go, you insist that everyone else should go first. Traffic is now at a standstill, and though the intention was to be selfless and kind, it actually ends up pissing absolutely everybody off. Is that you? Is that what you do? Yeah, it's That's me. when you have your coffee, so that's you? That's funny. <laughs> Black coffee, you are tough. You drive a big truck, you got nuts on the truck, you will tailgate in a school zone, and you hate the bike lanes. You go for a milk alternative. You've got bad guts, but a kind heart. You drive a Prius or an electric. Your bumper stickers include coexist, sorry for driving so close in front of you, <laughs> and I'm a zoner. Instant coffee. Everyone else in traffic is wondering if you're doing okay. You okay? Yeah, you didn't have two minutes to stop for a takeout coffee? Do you have taste buds? Double double. You don't like coffee at all, but you sure do love cream and sugar, and you don't know how to drive yet. And finally, tea. Yuck. Get out Get out of here. It's not about you today. That's not your day. Okay? It tastes like socks. It tastes like soapy socks. Why are you drinking that? Why are you doing that? Oh my gosh. You know that movie that was filmed in Victoria called The Maid? 
we yeah. were talking about on the show. Yeah. Yeah, they, they filmed all over Victoria. Well, that's actually coming out on Netflix this Friday. And with that, too, they've also like announced this new Netflix feature where you can see where uh, Netflix TV shows and movies have been filmed. Cool. And there's so many spots in BC. I oh, guess yeah. it's like cheap to get permits or something here. <laughs> and, you yeah, know, yeah. cheap work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can like go and see where all your favorite shows were filmed. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Uh, they have a cute name for it, too, called Netflix in Your Neighborhood. Cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Um you know who's going to love this? Because whatever form it takes, if it's like an interactive map or whatever, yeah. you know who's going to love this is all the businesses oh. that, you know, because how many cups of coffee have been sold at the Seinfeld Diner? Right. You know, bad, terrible, crummy cups of coffee just because you wanted to go and have a coffee with Kramer. Right. But then I think about all the residents who are not going to like it, say uh, if, right. you know, a show was filmed in their own private residence yes. and then you always see those articles <laughs> pop up being like please get off my lawn says the owner of the full house house yeah or like the owner of the goonies house is that it, a little bit selfish i don't know i feel like if you were to buy a house and have it like know that it's a famous house you would have to have some sort of like public display for people because you know people are going to come and take photos no matter what right yeah, that's, that's what, I, mean. what I would do I'd, I'd lean full into it I'd be like come on in give me 20 bucks have it a look a loo it's a little it's a little bit selfish you knew you were buying <laughs> that house you were like oh cool that's cool but just for me no one else can come and be a tourist here right I would say maybe like one weekend a year yeah. Have a big open house. There you go. Advertise it, right? Let everyone know. Hey, it's full house house day. <laughs> We've cleaned and put our knickknacks away. Come and pretend you're Danny Tanner. When that new theme song for No Time to Die, the new James Bond mm. movie, came out from Billie Eilish, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. But I listened to it again over the weekend. Yeah? It's really grown on me a bit. When is that new movie coming out? It debuted last night in Europe. Oh! The royal family got to go to it. Oh, cool. But uh, for me, it doesn't come out. For me and you, it doesn't get to come out until next week or something like that. Is that that tradition that the royal family gets to see the Bond movie before anyone else? It 100% is. Really? I went, I looked at a clickbait article just this morning that was, the royal family goes to James Bond Uh. premieres through the ages. Here's Queen Elizabeth as a young woman shaking hands with Sean Connery. Isn't that cute? Oh, wow. What a perk. Yeah. What a job. <laughs> well, this is an interesting story that I think really appeals to the eternal nature of us all as a, mm. as a species, as human beings, as our tale as old as time, as wow. just we've always been drawn to certain things, um, like gathering together in large groups, squatting by a river, and experimenting with various substances <laughs> and right. po- poking berries or whatever up yeah. into us, right? Humans are beautiful, truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, listen to this headline, because this mm-hmm. just hits everything you just said. Yeah. Uh, public urination at Glastonbury Festival leaves traces of cocaine, MDMA, in the river, which is actually threatening rare eels. Oh, th- that's the one I forgot. We also love to do ir- irresponsible behavior that threatens animals yeah, and that's, nature. Yeah, something things, we're yeah. very, very good at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently Glastonbury, there's like over 200,000 <laughs> attendees and they're all just urinating in public, some of them <laughs> taking to the river. Have you ever peed in a river, Paul? Are you kidding me? It's my favorite place it's to pee. It's my favorite place to pee. Yes. But I now, mean, do you go in it? 
See, I've always wanted to just stand freely while like the water's at my ankles yes. and pee, but I haven't done that. No, I, I do the squat into the water and pretend yeah. that I'm just wading around. Make that you? dream come true for yourself, Jen, because it really yeah. is a wonderful experience. Well, it's easier for you, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently- Because of my anatomy. Yeah, we'll, we'll just make sure that that is clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, but what, what's really bad about this is that because all these festival goers were, you know, doing drugs, there was drugs in their system, it was going into the river, and there's this rare species of eel, like the title suggests, <laughs> right. that is actually getting, like, severely damaged, and the population is kind of threatened now because of the amount of drugs that were in that water. Wow, don't you love that, like, it's no other, it's just this one type of eel. Every yeah. other fish and uh, sea creature and crab and whatever is having a great time. No, we don't know about that. But this one <laughs> eel is like, I can't handle it. I'm having a bad time. Please, somebody call my friends. Oh, That's not yeah. sad. It is sad. So they don't know what to do because, I mean, you can't, they discourage public urination in rivers. But I'm sure they, can, they discourage all the cocaine and MDMA as well. What are you going to do? as well. So, I mean, what do you do? Knock it off? They're going to have to put up signs with yeah. like... You know, beautiful paintings of sad eels. Yeah. Just being like, watch where you whiz. Think of the eels. That's all you can do. Thursday, September 30th, it is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. It's also coinciding with Orange Shirt Day. And I've been keeping my eyes open, trying to find, you know, the the right orange shirt because... Do I, you not have one? I don't have one yet. Oh. Do you, did you grab one? Yeah, I was able to grab um, down at Discovery Coffee downtown. Oh, yeah. I, I got a heads up that they had a bunch of new ones. So, yeah, I got, I got a bunch of them. Oh, perfect. I also mm-hmm. heard that, like, the Moss Street Market, I've actually drove... driven by there and they have a a bunch there that you can buy. Um, I saw some downtown, but you want to make sure that you're buying from the right place Mm -hmm. and that they actually are donating their money um, to, you know, residential school survivors and support for that community. That's right. We we reported on this uh, earlier, I think it was this summer, that just horrifyingly, like I can't imagine doing something so cruel oh. right now, but there are dozens of online outlets or wherever that have taken the design, mm-hmm. right, designed by indigenous artists, and then splashed them on shirts. They actually even have taken the signature of uh. the artist out, okay, and put them and for sale with none of the money going to uh, any kind of... Um, reconciliation efforts or uh, towards residential school survivors or uh, awareness campaigns, right. anything, anything, all, anything that the good money, even to indigenous artists, yeah. nothing, just, just a money grab. Stealing for profit. Totally. Which you definitely want to keep your eyes open for that. Sure. A safe place to go as well to check it out because they actually have a list of stockists online is VictoriaOrangeShirtDay.com. Perfect. So you can check that and just, yeah, I, we all want to support. We want to wear the orange shirt, but I think we all want to also make sure our money's going to the right place. But I think at this point, if you don't have the shirt, it's okay. Yeah. If you would like to make a donation... You can do that. That's the thing, yeah. Wait till they get restocked. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you're out there taking part in these events, you know, solemnly, like we said, listening, learning, understanding, paying respects, it's okay if you don't have the orange shirt just yet. Mm. Better to buy it from a right place later. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are currently experiencing a global outage. Yeah, a little bit scary, but also, can I be honest, Jen? It feels really good. This is uh, this is a good thing. 
I, I feel free for the first time in a long time. I love fresh air. My uncle just got vaccinated. <laughs> oh my God, I just remembered that I actually don't care at all what my ex-boyfriend's doing. Oh, me neither. Oh, oh it's back working again. Uh, you. I don't want to see another picture of your stupid baby. I fight at everyone. Take this vaccine out of me. Ugh, why did I dress that way in 2008? I'm mad again. Turn it off. Oh, it's back off again. Oh, that's a relief. I'm going to go to sleep. Okay, we're all keeping an eye on uh, Facebook. Is Facebook back up yet? Is it back? Uh, I think it's kind of back. It's starting it's like to come back. Barely a working, but yeah. kind of working here. Same so. with Instagram as well. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. You know, yeah, I was kind of looking forward. I'm like, maybe a few days without Facebook, maybe a few weeks or forever without it could do some people some good. It would do me some good for sure. Just not looking at Facebook comments all the time. Were, you, were you doing the thing this morning where you kept going to it on your phone? And then like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, and, and I then still am, yeah. Go, and then you go to Twitter for a second, and then you go back to go to Facebook or Instagram, and you're like, oh, yeah, right, sorry, I forgot. Right. Like, we're, I'm so, so programmed to just go to those two apps. Yeah. I, yeah, I sent Brian Boitano a message on on Facebook, and I was like, oh, yeah, right, he's not going to get it. You know what I found myself doing was I went to Instagram, I was like, oh, I can't look at pictures of people. I'll just go into my own photos and look oh, at really? them. <laughs> yeah, so I had a nice moment of reflection looking at my old photos <laughs> but okay so but by the afternoon yeah it had started like any i think addiction it had started to get washed out of me a little bit oh okay so i stopped going to the, and i thought like wow if we all did make the effort we could free ourselves from this horrible thing yeah and um I, I like Twitter anyways to begin with. I think Twitter's fun. And I was over on Twitter and mm. the memes were quite funny, making fun of Facebook. And the point people were trying to make too is like, what if we did? What if we did all decide? Or what, what if this was it? Mm-hmm. What if Facebook didn't never came back after this outage? What would you do? We'd see our friends and family again. That'd be pretty nice. Um, the one thing though, and this is where I feel like betrayed by Facebook, mm. is like I have great photo albums up there mm-hmm. all my life from the years like 2007 to you know 2019 or 20 I have you know all my curated photo albums yeah of my life and everything and I'm like I would love to go back and look at those memories they're there on Facebook but I also hate everything else on Facebook oh well see I look at those memories and I'm like oh I'm so glad I don't have to look at these anymore from 2008 or 2010 you know going through my awkward years it's kind of nice <laughs> Okay, we have more space news coming up, some space tourism news. Captain Kirk, William Shatner, the man who you noticed wears two watches at the same time. That's right. I saw him on the news one time. He was on an interview, and he had two watches on the same wrist, an Apple watch and then an old analog wristwatch. Same wrist. Wow, that is wild. What a cool guy. He's very cool. I'm surprised I didn't make the news, though. He's like 90 years old. He's 90? Wears two watches. Oh, that's the trick. At once. Yeah, that'll do it. You just, yeah, you can see time slowly moving by. Okay. (laughs) So he's going to space um, on Jeff Bezos. 
uh, rocket called the Blue Origin. Now, we're generally, like, we've been on record as being, like, kind of against all this space tourism. It yeah. seems like a colossal amount of resources for not really any good reason. But you're down with this one? Well, okay, I mean, you made a good point about this. It's like, okay, so we work so hard to try and, you know, lower our emissions mm-hmm. and, like, you know, be good to the planet. But, mm-hmm. like, we don't even make a little tiny, like, speck of a difference with everything that we do personally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then just seeing someone get blasted in the space and be like, okay, there's all my work just gone away. It's a lot of emissions. Right. It's a lot of emissions. But you know what? This man, he uh-huh. has pretended for so long to be in space <laughs> that I think he deserves it more than any of the people who've been to space so far. Wow, Jen. I'm like excited for him. That's so beautiful. And he's 90, right? Is that like, I don't want to say end of his life, but you know, he's getting up there. And now's the time you want to check off your bucket list. And I'm sure that's like the top thing on his bucket list. You're, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like Captain Kirk a lot, so yeah. I, I hope he's happy up there. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay, you're right. You're right. Have yeah, fun. You turned me around on this. Rocket man. The thing about William Shatner going to space is that after pretending to be in space for so long is mm-hmm. that it's not going to be comfortable. And that's oh. the thing. The Star Trek Enterprise, very Ooh. comfortable. You got your artificial gravity. Yeah. You got your big comfortable chair that he always sat in, you know, like kind of like a Barca lounger. You got yeah. you got your buttons that you press and they go bloop, blink, blink, bloop. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be none of that. I hope they do a little mini reno inside the Blue Origin for him just to make him feel a little bit more comfortable. To make it look like the Enterprise. Inertial dampener. That's what happens on the spaceship. That your cheeks don't go <laughs> when you're going so right. fast. I wonder if Bezos thought of that. Now. <laughs> Will they let him wear a Star Trek uniform when he goes up instead of the Blue Origin? Oh, well, yeah. They're gonna put they're gonna put the little Trek symbol on that for sure, aren't they? Oh, I should hope so. It would be such a disappointment if they didn't. It's a great point. Here's the question: Are they gonna let him wear a red shirt? No, 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 no. He has a gold <laughs> shirt. Don't don't do that, dude. I, what is the? Everyone's being so morbid about this. Like we talked about this off the air too. We were like. What if he dies up there? And we thought, oh, let's not say that. That's so morbid. And then we're getting messages being like, what if he dies up there? Just kick him out the door. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What, wow, a, yeah, what a send off. Hard. Yeah, but what a life the guy's led. Who cares? If he's 90 years old and he's led that type of life, I hope to have that type of life. Look at me, too. You know me what? Me, too. Yeah. That's how I would want to go and kick me out of the airlock. But no. For Shatner, he's a national treasure, 90 years old. we got to remain optimistic. He's going up in the gold shirt, and he's coming down. So maybe he'll learn how to act up there. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> wow, busy weekend. Uh, we both had a bit of pretty busy weekend. I, of course, was at the uh, home opener Royals game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of fun. Um, it was so nice, Jen. I can't even explain to you. Like, to be back in the rink, mm-hmm. to see so many friendly faces, of course, mostly behind masks. But still, <laughs> um, it was really, it really was good for my soul. I couldn't believe how good it was. And then the team lost 5 nothing. but Aww. let's not talk about that. But... Um, and okay, one thing happened to me. This this guy came up to me because you have, of course, you have to show your passport, your vaccine passport, to yeah. get into the rink. And this guy came up to me. He was like telling me a story about how his phone was dead. Oh! And so he like dropped his daughter off because she had her passport. And then he went home, plugged his phone in for eight <laughs> minutes, came back to the rink, and then got in. 
Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, what do you do if you get a phone, dead phone? Well, that's funny you bring that up because that actually happened to me this weekend. It was my sister's wedding weekend, so we had a little backyard wedding. But hey, there was also Yeah, muscle top. And there was also a bachelorette. So at one point, we were going into a casino. Of course, you needed your Vax Pass, and my phone was so dead, just completely dead. And yes. I was like, sorry, we're going to have to call the night here. Guys, I'm not coming in. <laughs> Calling See your you sister's later. wedding short? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, no but then uh, one of her friends grabbed me and was like, Okay, so I can actually access your vaccine passport from my phone. You just have to go to the BC government website right. and then enter your personal health number and you can find it. So if you know someone else who has a phone beside you and you're comfortable with them right. having your vax pass on their phone, that's what I had to do. Okay, so there you go. There yeah. are a little workarounds. I know. I thought about this too. I was like, what do you do? Do I carry an yeah. extra battery with me everywhere? One of those that's- little par- portable chargers? Yeah, I think I'm going to buy one of those now. I didn't think we could get more dependent on our phones <laughs> and now to walk into anywhere we need them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> are you having a Thanksgiving? Are you excited for Thanksgiving? It's I just crept up. It's like, oh my, oh my God, I got to get a turkey going now. I know. It doesn't feel like it's Thanksgiving coming up, but yeah, it, it's happening. I'm doing a bunch of renos for my landlord this weekend and hoping I'm going to eat some food. Okay. How I'll, about you? I'm going to make you some extra then. Yeah, I think we're uh, having a Friendsgiving. You should, you all should come over. Hey, um, this weekend also was the home opener for the Victoria Royals game. Right. And it was really great because, um, you know, the best seats in the house, which you can win by listening to Royals games here on the zone at 91.3. You get to sit in these nice Barca loungers mm. from Dodge Furniture. And it was really great because it was the first game. Um, there was a little skit on the Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. Where, uh, Gordy Dodd himself was sitting in the best seats, and then Marty came and kicked him out of the seats. <laughs> Marty, isn't that hilarious? Yeah, I love that. That's what a great, great right? viral skit! <laughs> it was, I hope it does go viral. That's so great. Get that jumbo drum footage. News and- headlines. <laughs> Victoria-based merchant kicked out of chairs by Marmot. Oh, I really hope that goes viral. Uh, There was an actual headline about Gordy in the paper today. It's Victoria-based merchant hosting 23rd annual Thanksgiving dinners. Does this every year for 23 years. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be happening on Friday, October 8th at our place in Victoria. It's a go and grab style. So kind of go in, get out. It's too bad though because I was thinking like they probably would have like the best seats like at the table, at the dinner table, like the Barca loungers and everything oh too bad it's grab and go (laughs) that'd be great oh 23 years this guy's been doing this thanksgiving dinner of anyone who didn't deserve to be kicked out of bark loungers by a sweaty marmot Mm -hmm. it's dawn (laughs) popular dating app tinder is rolling out its own in-app currency oh like some love loonies yeah some tender toonies some flirty fivers cheeky chatter loin coins make out moolah lonely bones netflix and chilla skrilla Fuck bucks. bucks. Happy swiping. I'm going to start the show off today with the two pieces of ocean news. Mm. Ocean creature news. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, I've got um, this one lobster was saved from a grocery store live lobster tank, like getting ready to be eaten mm-hmm. because it was such a rare color. So it looks like it had already been pre-cooked. It was like a bright orange color, right? Because they start off with like a dark, sort of dark bluey brownie color. Okay. And then when you cook them, they go orange. Well, it turns out this is just like this extremely rare, like genetic thing that happened to this lobster. Uh And it's like one out of 30 million lobsters are this orange color. So this man, the, the manager of the store, captured it and then brought it to the aquarium and now it lives in the aquarium. And he just gets to live its it life? It gets to live its life, not with his little like 
clampers all right. banded up and everything and I'm, gets to live with other sea creatures in the aquarium. That's so great. Will it get to breed? And here's why I'm asking this question. What mm. I know about natural selection is if we start picking out the orange lobsters because they look so pretty and they're so rare and they start breeding more, then there'll be more and more orange lobsters. Why are you asking me this? I'm not a lobster expert. Okay, here's my thing. Okay. Uh, uh, Identifiers, no, researchers have identified a new kind of killer whale in BC waters. Oh, cool. It's really cool. It's like this new deep water killer whale. And they were saying, like, look at going out in deep water, you need big boats, it's really expensive, so we don't do it that often. So here's what's up, everybody. Yeah. We don't know. Anything about what's going on in deep waters <laughs> Right Compared to what is actually going on out there It is such a different, unique ecosystem It might as well be outer space Right Hey Bezos, why don't you get a rocket <laughs> for that, okay? Here's what they found This is the really interesting part about this These killer whales I said to you, right? They're even more killer, killer whales Oh They have been identified as shark-eating killer whales Found hundreds of kilometers offshore. They look like transient killer whales, but they're not genetically linked. And they're around these waters? They're found in BC waters. Oh, cool. They got cool badass scars all over them from fighting with sharks. Oh, I bet. Isn't that rad? That is rad. And that's it for Ocean News today. Okay, we all know the drama about leaf blowers and how they're loud, and there's like people who are upset about it. We're not going to get into that right now because we have covered that on the station (laughs) many times. Now, we've dabbled in pickleball talk, but this is another Mm -hmm. real dramatic issue that's happening here in Victoria and in Saanich especially. Yeah, because we we caught caught something like this happening over on the mainland. Yeah. Now it's infected our shores as well. It really has infected our shores, like you said. Um, okay, so so Tomi Park, I guess, has a pickleball court. Have you ever heard pickleball? I could mm. do an impression of it. Let's hear it. Oh, really? It's a cluck? <laughs> like that. A hollow, a hollow twack? Yeah. Okay. Like that, back and forth, back and forth. It's pretty loud. Like you can stand 100 meters away and you'd still be able to hear it. So the courts, you know, of course, they're going to be in residential areas and it's causing a lot of complaints. So the city of Saanich has been just like dealing with all of these complaints about the sound of the pickleballers. Oh boy, yeah. So we're trying to figure out what to do because, I mean, this is a fun sport. It's a sport that's pretty accessible for people. The yeah. people can play. Yeah. It's friendly. It's outside. But what can we do about the sound? So they've decided they could either spend thousands of dollars. We're talking like $40,000 just for these like autistic, uh, acoustic rather, uh, paneling on the outside of the courts. Or they could just ban it altogether and get rid of the courts. So (laughs) you're joking my ass? Yeah. Or have, you know, some certain times that you're only allowed to play pickleball, like between, you know, these certain times so then it doesn't disturb the neighbors. Okay, uh, third option. Okay, what? Is it when the neighbors come to complain that whoever has to take the complaint types it up on their imaginary typewriter <laughs> and then puts that in the garbage <laughs> or in a fire? Because okay. who cares? It's a tiny little clock noise. And because you live next to a park, wow, blessed, hashtag privilege, oh. and your window is open to be able to hear for a gentle summer breeze as well as the sound of a pickleball going 
Wow, how horrible. Okay. Uh, it's not like someone <laughs> under your nose built a hog fat rendering plant across <laughs> the street from your house. Who cares? Okay, but what about the midnight pickleballers that come in at, at dark? Okay. And they don't let that's you sleep different. and they pickleball that's, all night. You know what? The that's a lot different. Yeah, they're bad. And yeah, they also <laughs> okay. set fire a lot too, right? And they're really trouble. Those midnight pickleballers. Wow. <sighs> I'll just type it up on my imaginary <laughs> typewriter. Let's <laughs> talk about the pickleball and noise complaint. And so the you had two options is a band pickleball and people mm. who live nearby and hate it and were spend forty thousand dollars to put up acoustic barriers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who's paying for that? Am Who I paying for that? Yeah. Uh, Justin writes in anyone who complains should get a lolly and a band-aid for their boo-boo. <laughs> Hot take, Justin. Uh, I don't even want I don't even want to cover that with my tax dollars. <laughs> even that seems like I'm not paying for their lolly. Buy your own lolly. You know, e-bikes, like we have them oh, around yeah. town, right? Um, this uh, one, <laughs> I guess that's the funny thing about e-bikes is they get stolen almost immediately. And You're then, talking about like the bike share ones? The bike share ones, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you you find them up like on a rooftop or something. You yeah. know, those great pictures of people in like office buildings taking pictures of the e-bike in crazy places, a rooftop or in the ocean or whatever. Yeah, just floating down the gorge. Yeah, they get stolen a lot. So there's this new um, e-bike that's launching and uh, it... It has got this like wild security system. It's got like a locking wheel, so you oh. can't like if you you know haven't signed into it properly, like it's impossible to move or very difficult anyway, so you can't be riding it. Okay. And then it also has a built-in GPS that they say is so good that it can track the bike anywhere in the world. Oh wow. Okay. So they could track it down if it got stolen. Yeah. And I just thought like, wow, because stolen bikes. That's a problem. Especially in Victoria. It is so bad here. Talk to anybody who's got a bike. They've had a bike stolen. Well, I would like to know some tips. I mean, if you have a tip, you can always text us at 250-475-0913. I pretty much just am like, every time I block my bike on the side of the road, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yep, could not be here when I get back. And I have to be okay with that because this lock is not going to do anything. Even if you like really invest in those really high end locks too, I know it's like no lock is completely foolproof. You, you know, it's great. One, one move that I do is just have a bike that's worth almost nothing <laughs> and nobody wants it. And it's like rusting to shreds. That's it. That usually works for me. Yeah. So that's what we're asking here right now. Do you have a good, unique, like a new age or like a technological way that you could uh, keep your bike from getting stolen or, and that's in terms of a GPS, look at yeah. those little like Apple tags. Oh yeah, right. And there's other versions of them. Uh, Tile, I think, is one. You could like sew that into your bike seat, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know that it's there if you're stealing the bike. You don't know how to take it out. And then you could track your bike, and then you could know where it was, right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you send the bike police after it or whatever. If it gets stolen, you could potentially get your bike back if you did that. Cool. Or you just use like deterring methods, like. Um I like to put jam all over my bike. You're so not when taking they go, this seriously. You're not taking this seriously. <laughs> you might have a harder time finding the perfect Halloween carving pumpkin this year. There's a fungus that is causing a wet rot and ruining a lot of pumpkins. Here's a farmer. It's a fungus that comes up from the soil. It goes into the pumpkin. It goes inside the pumpkin and it's causing the pumpkin to go soft. This may seem like bad news, but this is good news if you like pumpkin rot lattes. We got a real hot show for you today because uh, it was almost Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. We're really looking at uh, this Thanksgiving weekend, how we can prepare. A lot of travel advisories going on. There's going to be snow in the interior of the province if you're traveling that way. Mm. Ferries are going to be nuts, of course. And... 
gas prices, this like worldwide energy crisis we're reading in the news, is finally coming to Canada, and so gas prices are going to be through the roof. I thought they already were, though. Yeah, yeah, think, right? yeah, you would think like 154, I think the last is what I saw it. Yeah, and I was like, okay, let's just keep it here. Let's not go any higher than this. Um, but yeah, it is definitely. We're going to feel it. Um, okay. Uh-huh. Do you do this thing where you like take the, when you fill up your gas and you take the hose and you like put it over your head and give it a little shake to get every last drop of <laughs> gas out? Do you do that? No, Sometimes I do that, that when I need a little bit of extra <laughs> gas. I don't I've know if it actually works do or does anything, but sometimes I'm like, there's got to be more in there. Let's just give it a little shake here. You're shaking the hose. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, when it gets real expensive. Got to get your money's worth, you know? Every last drop. Every once? last drop. No. In fact, I don't do that. Oh. I sometimes, I feel bad about it, but I do. I just, I'm like, okay, done, great. And I'm on my way. And I take the thing out, <laughs> the gas pump, and I see droplets hit the floor. And in fact, maybe I should be doing the little shake out. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of going to the bathroom, okay. actually. <laughs> okay. Okay, we have some big real estate news for you right now, okay, okay. here in Victoria. Something that I d- didn't think about a lot, but as soon as you say it, it's just like, wow, why aren't we talking about this all the time? Yeah. The place where Mayfair Lanes was, bowling mm-hmm. alley 15 years ago here in Victoria, right in the middle of our town. It's technically, I guess, in Saanich. It's right north. It's like right across the street from Mayfair Mall, okay? Right yeah. north of that. Across Tolmy. That has been sitting there, this gigantic vacant lot. Big enough for a bowling alley for 15 years. It now is finally going to be sold. Okay. Has been sold. What are they going to do with it? Well, and this is what really blows me away. Yeah. Can you believe that much real estate was just sitting there as we're in like a housing crisis in this town? 3.38 acres of land, like in the middle of like a really busy area. It was funny when I first moved to Victoria, I think it was like six or seven years ago, uh-huh. my friend was giving me a tour and he, he was going, okay, <laughs> here is like the lumber place that burnt down. And wow. I was like, wow, that's, wow, that's a wild story. And then he shows me this empty lot and he's like, this is the mysterious empty lot. It's been empty for so long. And that was like one of the first things that I ever noticed about Victoria. And that was only halfway through its lifetime of yeah. sitting empty so far. And seven, six, seven years later, it's still sitting empty. Wow. But I do hope that they do something to do with housing. So that's what they're trying to do because there's this whole corridor between like Uptown and the Mayfair Mall and all mm-hmm. this, and they want to get that right. They want four to 8,000 new homes to wow. be built in that corridor, and that piece of land, they say, is going to be an anchor to that. And then, of course, you know, what else do you do? Shopping or more shopping or, um, uh, you know, if it's office space you're going to put there, they want to put some kind mm-hmm. of a daycare situation there for people to live in the area. Okay, but can we have like an underground bowling alley? Can we bring yeah. that back? It would be not one lane. Oh yeah. Even just like just something to honor its bowling lane past. Yeah. yeah. Your partner suggested to you that you be Carmela Soprano for Halloween this year? Well, he said something the about a priest and the person who goes with the I haven't seen Soprano, so I have no yeah. idea. I don't think yeah. I should be this for Halloween because I don't I don't know. Season one. Season one? Carmella, yeah, oh. hangs out with the priests okay. a lot. Oh. You would be a great Carmella Soprano. Wow. Season one Carmella Soprano, especially. A lot of serving a lot of like 1990s mobster housewife realness. <laughs> I could really see you doing that. Tease the hair wow. up, get the big nails, get the leopard print. Thank you. Yeah. Really? I think you could crush it. And Carmella Soprano right now, I don't know if you know this because 
so many people are watching Sopranos because the yeah. new movie came out and crushing the original series, like your partner is, right? Right, yeah. That, like, everyone would love it. Carmela Soprano right now is a style icon. But I kind of wanted to be Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? That's. I think that's a better fit for me. A little bit more of your vibe. Yeah. How's this for a bummer? Oh. <laughs> Crystal Pool is going to be closed on Sunday due to lifeguard shortage. Oh, no. Uh, we've been hearing about all kinds of work shortages, right? Yeah. Now we got a lifeguard shortage going on. Oh, that's too bad. Do you know what they need to do? What? Remember where we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? That place downtown that has a robot to serve you food? <laughs> no. Yeah, I do remember that. I know where you're going with this. Lifeguard robot. I don't think that's going to work out. Why not? I don't think robots are supposed to get wet. Well, I don't make it waterproof. Good things are going to happen there. Waterproof up to 10 meters or whatever. All right, Crystal Pool, think about that one, okay? It's, it can't be a robot you have to plug into a wall outlet, <laughs> obviously. That's no good. Oh, he, someone's getting ready for turkey rubbing, dinner. Rubbing I know that sound. Rubbing your tummy. I wish I had uh, to a fork and knife to like stink, 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 stink together because that's I'm like yeah. a hungry wolf. Thanksgiving, and we got this a little bit of um, advice from Dr. Bonnie Henry okay. about doing it safe. Says, uh, keep your Thanksgiving this year still small mm-hmm. with fully vaccinated guests. I actually, well, number one. What am I supposed to check if everyone's vaccine passport at the door? Yeah, do we have to do like a QR code situation, double checking the ID? I I feel for you if that makes you anxious because Mm -hmm. it's that's a stressful. It's an awkward awkward thing to do with friends and family for sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw in um, Ontario they're suggesting no more than twenty five people in your house. Twenty five people. Have you ever had twenty five people in your house? I don't think I know that many people for dinner. Like it's not a house party <laughs> rager. Who has a house big enough for that? Twenty five people. Twenty five person table. Impressive. Okay. We also saw this map today. The most popular Thanksgiving side dishes across the country. Now, what would you guess is the most popular oh. Thanksgiving side dish? Stuffing. Uh huh. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Let me tell you. Only in none of it. Manitoba and Saskatchewan are mashed potatoes, the number one popular most Thanksgiving side dish. Okay, what are the other ones then? In Northwest Territories, Ontario and Quebec, butternut squash. Oh, I love butternut squash, but I don't think I've ever had it at Thanksgiving. Maybe like a sweet potato. Not a squash. Yeah. Here on the West Coast, get this, Alberta, British Columbia, and in the Yukon, Mm Roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah. We do love Brussels sprouts here. Uh, or, you, or you hate them here. More than But they're potatoes? always on the table. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Mashed potatoes is number one across the board, I would think. Th- that's wild. Okay. You oh. know who I'm jealous of, though? Yeah, I saw that, too. Newfoundland Labrador. Scalloped potatoes. That's the way you do it. Underrated and the most delicious way there is to do potatoes. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to turn this around, British Columbia. Yeah, we need some scalloped potatoes on our plate this year. I know you're all about health and getting your greens, but not on Thanksgiving. You skip your run mm-hmm. and you make fatty foods. <laughs> That's what's up for Thanksgiving. I've never heard of this. Spencer says uh, carrot mold. My aunt makes is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Can you be a little bit more 
descriptive? What is a carrot mold? What are you talking about? You can't mold Googling it right now. Oh, is it like a carrot ring? Like um, a carrot cake sort of thing, but maybe savory? What's the deal with that? You can text us at 250-475-0913 to join in on this little conversation about side dishes and Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. So I also saw the map that was like, what's the most popular dessert? And that's a more boring map because it's just pumpkin pie across the whole country, right? Yeah. But I saw, I think it was in the newspaper today. You can go look it up. There is a recipe for pumpkin pie cheesecake. Mm, My partner's mom makes that. Does they? I haven't had it yet, but apparently it's legendary. Can you give me a piece? Okay. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.